Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we are told this morning by Paul in Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. And what a great text for today, because this is the day when we light the joy candle. And I don't know why it's pink. It's pink because that represents joy, I guess, Purple was such a somber color, and over Advent, uh, it's it's kind of like Lent, but I think everyone thought, you know, five weeks is just too long to drag uh, things along, and so let's have a little fun right in the middle of it, and so they lit a pink candle, and uh, we're celebrating the joy of the season, and indeed, it is a joyous season. There is a, a lot to be joyous about, yet we can all acknowledge that rejoicing in the Lord always is not always the easiest thing to do. And, you know, sometimes I'm just not up for it. I'm just not feeling it. Uh, you know, and, and we've all had those Christmases when it's difficult. This year, it's the first Christmas after my, my father passed away. And I know some of us are dealing with that. Paula, it's her first Christmas after losing her husband. And at, that brings some things into Christmas that weren't there before. Uh, I remember a few years after uh, Robin and I di- divorced. And we had Christmas in a whole new situation. And that was, that was actually one of the hardest Christmases I ever had, and it was tough on my children, and it was tough on me, and and uh, I had to buy ornaments from Smith's Food King and <laughs> put them on a tree, and and that, those were hard times. And there's times when maybe someone we love is sick, or we ourselves are grappling with those things, and it's hard to rejoice. Or maybe we're far away from someone we love. Or we're not quite where we normally are on Christmas. And you just don't feel like rejoicing. But, you know, Paul is telling us rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. And it's not because, he doesn't go on to say, you know, because things are going to, because things are great. Open your eyes, you know, things are great, suck it up, you're doing great, right? It's nothing, no, sometimes things aren't great, sometimes things suck, (laughs) quite frankly. But that's not why we're supposed to rejoice. And it's not rejoice in the Lord always, because you know what, you got lots of money. So enjoy that, right? No, sometimes we don't have lots of money, sometimes we don't have any money. And yet, rejoice in the Lord always. And Paul said, no, that isn't why we should rejoice. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always because you have so many friends and family around you. Well, you know what? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're alone on Christmas. We're not supposed to, you know, that's not easy. That's hard. 
And I don't feel like... But why? Are, what's the reason we're given to rejoice? Paul says, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. Which is exactly what Christmas kind of represents. As we approach the birth of Jesus, who is called Emmanuel, which means literally God is with us. The, the crux, the heart of what Christmas is about is that God is near with you and with me in the midst of those terrible Christmases when we're all alone and the people we love are not around. We're not alone. God is near and there with us. On those Christmases when something has happened, either we're, you know, we're, we're poor because we lost our job or whatever, absolutely, uh, the Lord is still there with us. And on those Christmases when someone we love is no longer with us anymore, uh, they are gone, but God is still here and and so what one might say but the so what is when paul goes on and says whatever is going on whatever is happening whatever you have going on in your life bring it to god who is near bring it to god with your prayers of supplication and i don't know that we i don't know that we often acknowledge what an incredible blessing it is to be able to take whatever is happening right now, whatever is going on, whatever whatever weight we are carrying around, whatever uh, depressing news has come our way, whatever is causing us to, whatever is sucking the joy right out of our Christmas experience, whatever is going on, what a blessing it is to go to God with that and supplicate ourselves before God to bring our supplications this is a word that that means just to to beg God to beg God and to bring those things that are missing that are that are weighing on us and say God I can't take this take this from me or God I need help I am I'm in despair God, come to me now because I feel so alone. What a blessing it is. We don't have to be stuck in the, in whatever those situations are. We have somewhere to turn. We turn to a God who loves us, to a God who desires peace in our lives and peace in our hearts, a God who desires to come near. And be with us in our most difficult times and in our most rejoicing of times. And so we can find joy in our situation even today, whatever burdens we are carrying around. We were talking in Sunday school about A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And we were talking about the ghost of Christmas present who comes and drags Scrooge on a journey, and one of the places they visit is Bob Cratchit's house, uh, who is Ebenezer Scrooge's clerk, who he does not pay very well and treats rather poorly. And Scrooge has no concept of how Bob Cratchit lives, his home life, his family life. 
He has no concept. He doesn't realize that Bob has a crippled child, a child who can't walk very well without the aid of a cane, Tiny Tim. And he doesn't realize how poor Bob Cratchit really is. And when he, when he sees him, he's stunned. Here's this Clark. How does he do it? A wife and family. A poor lame child. How does he do it? Bob or uh, Ebenezer Scrooge can't even imagine. And yet, as they sit and watch, what does Bob Cratchit do? He rejoices in the Lord. Have you ever seen such a goose? What an amazing, the cooked goose, right? What an amazing meal we have. And here we are, our whole family together. And who in all of London can boast two portions of gin punch, of the best gin punch in London? All he sees is abundance. And yet he is so poor. And all he, all, and tiny Tim also has a smile on his face and is feeling content because he tells uh, his father Bob, he says, you know, I'm pleased that people should look at me on Christmas so that they can remind themselves of Jesus who made the blind to see and the lame to walk. What an amazing perspective. What an amazing point of view. What an amazing rejoicing in the midst of this. And Ebenezer Scrooge can't imagine that. He who has so much and yet finds no joy in living and no joy in Christmas. And so I invite us all in this season to find those things in which to rejoice and to really remember that we can rejoice in all circumstances in all situations, because God has drawn near. Emmanuel, God is with us in Jesus Christ. Amen.